You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, for our uh, final segments here of Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And we have with us here in studio uh, one of our uh, new compatriots and um, a real live parochial vicar of uh, St. Michael's Church in Grand Forks, our neighbors to the north, Father Derek Lear. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you for having me. It's a great story, and uh, let's let's dive right into it. Uh, give us a little bit of of your background because you are actually a North Dakota native. I am, I am. I grew up in uh, the little town of Esmond, North Dakota. So that's so we're we're broadcasting here from Grand Forks. That's straight west of here, mm-hmm. about 140 miles. A great many uh, Esmond natives ended up in the Devil's Lake area, where I had been a um, uh, parochial vicar once upon a time. So I remember meeting a lot of people who were originally from that area, too. Yes. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of, a lot of Esmondites around there. Yes. Um, so did you grow up on a farm, in the town, and what was kind of your family upbringing that you, in North Dakota? Yeah, I'm a farm kid. Our, uh, our family farm is uh, seven miles south of Esmond, towards Harvey, so in between Esmond and Harvey. Uh, my great-great-grandpa uh, uh, homesteaded the farm back around 1900, and uh, then uh, my grandpa took it over, and then my dad took it over. Um, he's one of 15 kids, so I have a ton of awesome aunts and uncles and cousins all over the country. <laughs> And a, a lot around here in North Dakota still. Yes, yeah. yes the, the Germans from Russia were very fruitful and multiplied <laughs> yeah. for the most part. <laughs> yeah. so how many, there, there's been a number of priests that have come out of Esmond, isn't there? Is it, is it Father Fow? Is he one? Yeah, Father Bertie Fow uh, and okay. myself. That's the only the two. two. Okay, very I good. Love. Okay. Um, and what's the name of the parish there? St. Boniface. St. Boniface. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. So um, you graduated from high school, and uh, where did things take you from there? Yeah, I actually graduated high school in Harvey because uh, the Esmond School closed at the end of my sophomore year with declining enrollment. Uh, finished out junior and senior year in Harvey. You became a hornet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hear the buzz, feel the sting. Bzz, bzz. <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, cheers yeah. uh, never leave you. <laughs> I still remember that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. I, I love that area. I love the Harvey High School. Um, um, Played four sports there in high school, and then, and then I uh, went to University of Jamestown on a football scholarship there. What, what position did you play? In high school, I was running back and free safety, and then in college, I was free safety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Jimmies. Yep. Yes. Yes. The Jimmies. And what was your what was your major in college? Computer science, and uh, business admin. So I'm a, a techie, an engineer. Uh, I came out of college with. Yeah, a major in uh, computer science and MIS, which is management information systems, and then a minor in business admin. Okay. Um, uh, Graduated there in 1998, and uh, got a job right away in Bismarck after that as a software engineer for a company out uh, based in Mandan. Okay. And eventually relocated to Colorado, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I worked for three years there in, in Bismarck, Mandan, and then in 2001... Uh, picked up and moved out to Den out to Colorado. I had a couple good friends uh, that were living out there, so I would uh, I go visit them, you know, once in the summer, 
go hiking, camping, rafting, and then once in the winter to go skiing. And and I just fell in love with the state. And yeah. I twisted my arm and said, "Come on, move out, move out, let's go." <laughs> and so I, I now did. let's get to the kind of the heart of the story with regard to the vocation that you eventually said yes to. What are some of the earliest memories that you have of the Lord calling you to uh, consider the idea of priesthood, and and how did that? kind of percolate how did that unfold within you yeah well it was definitely later in life i mean well i mean to start out with i mean i grew up in a loving devout and catholic family um of course we went to went to every mass every sunday every holy day of obligation my my mother was a, a ccd teacher and um and uh but you know i was one of those kids that when i left home for college i just uh didn't bring my faith with me i uh stopped going to mass stopped practicing like a lot of young young people do unfortunately and and just lived a, a secular life um, I didn't have anything against the church I was just indifferent you know um, moved out to Colorado just living that secular life out there working and having a good job and had a house you know had a dog had a nice truck um, <laughs> thought I had you know life was set but um, but you didn't have a wife. So. <laughs> no, I did not. Nope. Still living as a bachelor. And uh, but I, uh, everything changed dramatically for me in uh, 2011 when my beloved mother Marvelin passed away after a year-long battle of cancer. And I I came home often uh, that year to be with her and and uh, the last three weeks of our life. Uh, while she was in the hospital there in, at St. Aloysius and Harvey, um, you know, I, I never left her side. And the last five days of her life, uh, you know, the pain was was getting so great that uh, um, she was basically getting a, a morphine-induced coma. Um, but I, uh, I never left her side. And during those times with her, I, um, the Lord pierced my heart just dramatically and brought me back to the faith back to the church in a radical way radical reversion you know those nights in that hospital i i remember you know i i knew my mom could hear me so i was was talking to her and i and i was just doing a life review really of my life and feeling a, a a hard but beautiful sense of compunction for for not practicing my faith for falling away and how that must have been hard so hard for my parents to see that and the lord gave me this incredible gift gift of remorse for that and and repentance and uh, and i and i started asking deep deep questions about god about talking to god for the first time in many years you know god are you real is heaven real and then i it they realized that of course heaven is real because I know my mom's going to heaven <laughs> um, and I know I just know that she was offering up all her prayers and sufferings for me just to come back come back to the faith so moms out there never underestimate your prayers never underestimate the prayers of a holy mom there all are the, so all many Saint Monica yeah, <laughs> we're coming up on her feast day yeah, here too yeah. so. so eventually you come into some pretty radical changes with um, uh, the thought of um, turning aside from kind of a stable job and the life that you had and tell us about how that came to be yeah so I 
I made a promise to my mom that I'd start going to church again. And when she passed away, we had a beautiful funeral service for her and Esmond. Father Brian Buckmeyer um, was the pastor at the time. Yeah. Amazing priest. I just love him to death. He's, yeah, he is. He played a big part in helping me coming back to the Fargo Diocese here. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, went back to Colorado and, and uh, looked up a church, looked up the closest Catholic church near me, and I found one there in, in uh, North Glen where I was living a northern suburb of Denver and and just you know started going to church again but I knew it wasn't that easy I knew I had to reconcile myself with God again and I had I hadn't been to con uh, confession for 18 years and I went into that confessional with that priest and he walked me through it I told him I, I don't even know how to do this anymore and told him my whole story and I came out of that room a new man reconciled with God and um, in a state of grace again to celebrate that first Christmas then without mom but back home with my dad yeah uh, and you ended up uh, studying for the archdiocese and uh, the the ordinary who as uh, luck would have it had previously been the the uh, bishop of the diocese of Fargo yeah. so uh, tell us about uh, your kind of meeting uh, Bishop Aquila or, or now Archbishop Aquila yeah yeah, I, uh, a deacon at that parish, he saw this radical transformation in me, and he, he told me, he said, you know, you should think about the priesthood, and he planted the seed. And, uh, I, of course, I took it to prayer and adoration. They had a perpetual adoration chapel, and and I, it didn't take long, about a year and a half dis discernment, and I I decided, yeah, I need to enter the seminary, and um, uh, entered St. John Vianney Seminary in Denver, and, and then, you know, th during that interview process, when I met met Archbishop Aquila formally and, and had a, a very intense but good... <laughs> no, he's not intense. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so when were you ordained, Father? 2018, just five years ago. Wow, okay. Relatively yep. relatively recent. I had it in mind that you may have been ordained earlier than that, but uh, just just five years under your belt now. Yeah, I'm 48 years old. As so a priest. So. What, what was that like going back to school as a, you know, older, I mean, not like you're ancient or something, but still, you. It, school's very different than living life. We were still young enough where it's not yeah. quite the same. You were out on your own for a bit, yeah. but not as, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that long. Yeah, it's it wasn't easy. I mean, it, going to philosophy isn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting yeah. going, oh my gosh, <laughs> what did I sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, going from uh, technology to theology. <laughs> that yeah. was the headline in the my my local paper, the Benson County Farmers Press, wrote a little, <laughs> oh. little bit on me. That was the headline he did. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, when I was ordained. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh yeah getting acclimated to that to the the academic li uh, life again, you know it takes a bit. And that's why uh, Archbishop Aquila actually sent me out to do my theology studies in Boston. Oh, John uh, the twenty third. Yep, St. Yep. John the twenty third National Seminary for older vocations. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thirty to sixty years old is you know where they focus men answering a call later in life. Because mm -hmm. it really is a different experience for an older man going yeah. going through than younger. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a great seminary. That's another thing I want to plug here. I mean, are there any guys out there that think uh, they may have had a call earlier, earlier in life and they missed the call and now it's too late, they're too old? Don't assume that. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, uh, Father Jared Grossman, also from Harvey, who was ordained a couple of years after you, he told the story about uh, he was the homilist at uh, the funeral of Father Scott Soutner from our diocese, God rest his soul. And he said how Father Soutner was saying, just just go. And if it's what the Lord wants you to be, if it's where the Lord wants you to be, you'll know. And uh, by, you know, that encouragement, he found, you know, the same thing, even though he had been out of an academic setting and on his own for, for a number of years. So, well, we're visiting with Father Derek Lear, and we're going to pick up the story after ordination and how it is that he came back to um, uh, his beloved native North Dakota. On the other side of this break, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed uh I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So it doesn't take a lot of effort to turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does, because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really good for me from, from my faith walk. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic with Bible Study. Psalm 95 warns us, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The Lord is always guiding us and speaking to us through Holy Scripture, through the sacramental life of the church, and through prayer. If we will only listen, the more you listen, the more you will hear him. The less you listen, the less you will hear him. Let us not harden our hearts against the voice of Jesus, even when his words do not line up with popular culture or may drive a wedge between us and society. Let us not harden our hearts against the voice of Jesus, even when his words challenge our preconceived notions and expectations. Let us not harden our hearts against the voice of Jesus, even when they call us so far out of our comfort zone that it feels like we're in another country. He is Lord and he will guide us if we just listen. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. What is the Lord telling you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for sticking with us here on Real Presence Live. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And we have with us here in studio one of our new compatriots, Father Derek Lear, who is telling us about his background growing up in Esmond, uh, playing college football for Jamestown. And yeah, all I have to do is mention Valley City State and it will rankle <laughs> him up a little bit, you know, our tribal. So, uh, but uh, um, relocating to Colorado, having a powerful 
wonderful conversion experience upon uh, staying with his mother uh, during her final uh, journey in this life, uh, being ordained in, in 2018 uh, by uh, Archbishop Aquila and serving in the Diocese of Denver. So tell us what kinds of assignments you've been in here um, uh, since since your ordination Actually, before you let, came. Let's get to the, I, the question okay. I want to, I'm just dying to ask you. So you were assigned as pastor in Vail, is that correct? Aspen. Oh, Aspen. I was in both, actually. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. What's it like being the priest in Aspen and Vale? He must have had this uh, uh, skiing uh, aficionado vibe. I'm, I'm imagining you, you know, Going out with your parishioners, you know, Hollywood stars and eating caviar. And I, I don't know. What's it, what's it like there? I have no idea what it's like there. It is opposite world. <laughs> um, a lot of people in the service industry, I would imagine that you're ministering to perhaps a high number of Hispanics and yep. things like that. Yeah. Yep, there are. Um, so, uh, yeah, 2018. And then uh, I get I get my assignment that I'm going to be in the Vale Valley as a parochial vicar out there, associate priest and I'm an avid snowboarder. Oh, wow. So that was great. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's why one reason Archbishop knew. <laughs> hey, let's put him up there. Um, but uh, yeah, I love snowboarding. When I found I was going to be up in the valley, up in the mountains, um, um, I was, I was uh, you know, very happy. I was at a three parish cluster up there in the towns of Edwards, Eagle, and Minturn. Okay. Uh, and there was. And then there was also interfaith chapels in Vail and Beaver Creek that we celebrated masses at. So there's five sites where masses are celebrated. Um, big area, a lot of, lot of stuff going on at school. Uh, so there's four priests up there that... So were you like four living together in one place and you just farm out? Or are you at different spots and work together? How did that work? We all lived in Edwards. Okay. Um, but not in the same house. We didn't have a rectory big enough for all four. So two different, two different places. Wow. And how many miles, like travel-wise, how wh- how large of an area are we talking about that you're ministering to? You know, the uh, geographically, it wasn't that spread out. Uh, the far the farthest two churches or chapels were 30 miles apart, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that that hard to travel. Um, and is it seasonal? Like you, population changes throughout the year, or is it constant in your in those that setting? It's very seasonal. Yeah, those uh, those mountain um, ski towns. It's uh, like I said, it's opposite world. It's um, you know, like w- down in the suburban, big suburban parishes, like here or anywhere, um, you know, um, October's that's when you do your mass counts, right? Right. Yeah, that's when you, you usually you have your most people at mass. <laughs> you have zero yeah. for mass count in October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. October's the off season. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the ski in a sure, ski town. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they call it mud season. You know, so October right. and May dead. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you lose half your people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We pulled up uh, the uh, map here uh, of uh, the Edwards area, and one of the first things that comes up is the Ritz Carlton Bachelor Gulch. So <laughs> that that's one of those names that harkens to the. Uh, Harkins the Wild West. So you were there in that uh, parish cluster for for how many years? Um, a year and a half. And then went uh, from there to Aspen. Yep. Then I then I got a shotgun reassignment in the middle of the year in November. Uh, told to go take over as pastor in Aspen after a year and a half being ordained. And, and describe to what because we hear all mythical stories of Aspen. So just tell, what what is what is it actually like yeah. to live there? What what's it like? It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, boy, how do you he describe it? Um, <laughs> he doesn't know if he wants to answer that question yeah. on the air. 
Are any of my asthma pushers listening? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any no. affiliates in Denver yet. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but... I mean, Aspen, I mean, the history of that town is amazing. I mean, it goes back to the, you know, the mid-1800s with, with mining. Right. And, and, the, and there's fifth and sixth generation families that live wow. there. And, okay. And the, and the church has been there, you know, since 1882. Um, it's it's a, the staple, a core of that town. And so there's awesome, awesome core Catholic families there still. Uh, just one church in the town. It's only a town of 7,000 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the wealth there is insanely ridiculous it's yeah. almost sickening i mean uh and the, i'm sure the uh, yeah. disparity between the, the the rich and the poor as well it kind of really yeah. you know hits you in a community like that right yeah there's yeah. there's at least 80 billionaires with a b Wow. That have residents out there. <laughs> wow, wow! And then maybe their second or third home. You know? Yeah, he's one of several, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, how, how do you then? Because we only have a few minutes left here, right. and you're fasting. We could have, have you over for another half hour. But how do you go from from that to here? You are. You come back to to North Dakota. Yeah, I mean, man, I, I miss home. I love North Dakota. I, yeah. I've been blessed to be out in Colorado for 22 years, and to live in the mountains, and you know the the. Aspen Mountain, the gondola is three blocks from the church. I just yeah. grab my snowboard and walk up and have fresh powder every day. But you know, North Dakota's home, and what brought me back home really is my dad, my dad Jerry, who's uh, 91 years old, and his health is declining now. And he's uh, he's living in an assisted living home in Maddock right now, mm-hmm. the Maddock Memorial Home. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, pretty much every vacation I took as a priest was to come home to see my dad. Um, sure. And uh, you know, I just want to be home and be near him during you know however long he has left in this world and to help Beautiful. help take care of him and mm-hmm. so maybe uh, maybe and again because there's so many things about, but okay five years priest here you are new assignment so just the priest part what what's your favorite thing about being a priest what, what what's the thing that just comes to you right now that says this is why i love it uh, <laughs> you know uh well i absolutely love the mass I mean, the greatest prayer on earth, the source and summit of our faith. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> just being that conduit of Jesus Christ to bring sanctifying grace to people is incredible. Through the Mass, through the sa- uh, sacrament of confession, baptisms. I've done tons of weddings up there in the mountains as a destination place. Um, and uh, to hear the stories, I mean, of miracles in people's lives, what they've experienced through, through their faith, through the church, through priests they've known in their lives. Um, it's, it's so great to hear good stories about priests in times when we don't hear a lot. We hear a lot of bad stories too, yeah. you know, and those good stories keep us going. Yeah. And I want to be, I want to be one of those good stories. <laughs> um, I know I was made for this. I knew it didn't take me long to discern going to the seminary. Once I got in. I mean, within the work, I I sold everything I had in my house. I, I reduced it down to what I could get in a Toyota RAV4 and moved into a 10 by 13 room. And I'm like, yep, this is where I belong yeah. with a bunch of 28 years old. <laughs> isn't, isn't, it, isn't it great? I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about when you describe that. And just isn't it, isn't it wonderful to like yeah. just know like God created me and I fit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
It, Fantastic. Well, and the one other thing I want to say, heaven knows how long the Lord intends for you to be with us uh, here in Grand Forks. Sorry we don't have any really mountains or hills, but if you want to ride your bike on the overpass on Columbia Road, that <laughs> yeah. might be uh, the, the closest thing we can offer to, uh, to, to an incline or a grade for you. <laughs> well, I got a Harley. I drove it here. So Fantastic. I, hey. So I've been, that's what I've been doing in the summer, taking advantage of every day I can. Wait a minute. You said it all fits in a RAV4. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Got that oh, on, on top of a RAV4 and pulling behind the RAV4. Yeah. It wasn't quite as extreme as he led you to believe here, Father. Well, Father Derek Lear, thank you yeah. so much for being with us. Yeah. Welcome to the Diocese of Fargo. Welcome home. And it's, uh, it, it's great to, to have you with us and, and all the best to you in your ministry. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, guys. Thank you. Very good. So let's turn things over now to uh, Aaron down in Command Central with a preview of our next show. On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Jack and Doreen Kennelly coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Their guests will include Father Brian Mullady, author of The Roots of Christian Civilization, and Dan Bylinski, producer of the Catholic Western film Sanctified from Canticle Productions. All this and more is coming to you in the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you very much, Aaron. We just have a couple of minutes left here, and uh, during the course of the morning, we were talking about how many of us priests are looking forward to the faith formation programs cranking up, um, that uh, within your own dioceses, wherever you may be listening, there are a lot of resources being made available, catechist retreats, various other things like that. So if you wanted to just share some thoughts uh, for our parishioners, is what's what what you were deliberating, Father, as we yeah, ab- absolutely. So. Uh, I want to give a shout out and remind listeners that um, I am offering a, another retreat here at Mary, Maryvale, um, North Dakota, the, the convent there. Outside of Valley City. It, it's not a convent anymore, I guess. It's our retreat our center. Retreat center yes. But it's maryvalemd.org. We'll get you to the site. Mm-hmm. And this is a series of retreats we've been doing for men. And this is the second one in the series, and this is uh, about uh, becoming one with God the Father as Christ, uh, Jesus is one with the Father, and the emphasis is going to be on a brotherhood, and this takes place August 31st through September 2nd. It's a Thursday afternoon to a Saturday afternoon, a little different time zone. They're trying to capture men when we can maybe get them for that, that one And when day. you are available and can get back a- to your parishes. A- absolutely, and uh, we had 17 men the first time, really powerful. Uh, experience, and I think we've got about 10 men signed up uh, right now for the next one. And I, I stand in the sense of, like, yeah, everything's shifting now. Totally excited to get back in faith formation. Had our parents' meeting and teachers' meeting last night. I am so stoked to get back with the kids and have them come back in and get get moving because it just just to share the faith spread the faith teach them and just see their eyes light up as they come to yeah. on one hand things. it always seems like summer goes by so fast but there's an eagerness to kind of get back into the routine and to bring everyone back together in a more regular basis so thanks again everyone for tuning in to real presence live and for this your wonderful support of Real Presence Radio uh, throughout our network. So on behalf of Father Leffer, Father James Gross, uh, wishing you all the best and that God may continue to watch over you and your families. May God bless you all. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. 
Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.